0: hello everyone and welcome to picture the scene podcast hosted by me andrew
1: and me rachel
0: we are a true crime podcast so listener caution is always advised and i do go into more detail than i would like to uh, for this episode on details about violence and death today so there is your warning if you need it
1: oh dear can i can i tune out <laughs> this episode
0: <laughs> no you have no choice rachel before we go any further i want to give a huge thanks to our latest patreon supporter Robin DeAndre Bishop, who has just signed up and just in time may I add, because later on this week we'll be releasing our very first page to an episode, which is written and led by Rachel. Rachel, do you have any idea what you're going to do the episode on yet?
1: I do. Um, I've got quite a well known case from the state uh, that I'm writing about. Um, some of our listeners may have heard of um, her, uh, Michelle Carter. Uh, it's a very interesting case, quite intricate um uh, i i believe she might have been the first person to be tried uh, for murder uh when the victim in fact committed suicide so um or manslaughter sorry um so yeah it'll be uh, an interesting one for our special patreon supporters to listen to and yeah i'm excited to uh, present the case
0: great i'll look forward to it too if you'd like to become a supporter of hours you can do so for less than the price of a cup of tea or coffee we have to be showy quality don't we the link to our patreon episode can be found in our show notes along with the links to all of our social media accounts but i also want to but before we go a little bit extra i'd like to also give a couple of extra announcements if any of you out there listen to paul and his cat peaks who is the true crime enthusiast or bob and Ali from twisted britain I say if any, because I suspect all of you do already. Tomorrow, which is the day this episode is released, so today, if you listen to this on release day, we'll be recording a three-way collaboration with them, which I'm super excited about. And I'm aiming to release this possibly by the end of this week at the latest. Though that may change. So keep your ears out for that.
1: How exciting. this will be my first collaboration, won't it, with other pods, official pods.
0: It will be, yes. And... If that wasn't enough, it's just like buses. You wait all the time and two come along at once. Because next week, we are guesting on the True Crime b podcast, which is a personal favourite of mine. So I'll pop up a note on our social medias once they release that episode.
1: OMG, can't wait. Spending a lot of time recording uh, in my favourite place, so that's exciting.
0: Yes, indeed. So, Rachel... We are busy, busy, busy bees all the next couple of weeks. Have you had your vaccinations? Seeing as you're going to be spending so much time with me,
1: <laughs> I have. I got I got the flea jab last week. I Bet you were thinking that I wouldn't have an answer to that, weren't you?
0: I was, yes, always, always with an answer. So, yeah. how are you doing, Rage? What's new?
1: I'm excited. Yeah, I've got uh, got a couple of holidays coming up. I feel like Mark on seeing red always off on holiday so lots of recording coming up now so that we can uh, still you can you our listeners can still enjoy both of us on the pod even when i'm abroad sunning myself
0: very nice and more importantly are you ready for some true crime
1: very excited for some true crime. But before we get into it, how have you been?
0: How have I been? I've been sparkling. Thank you very much. Good. I've been sparkling. Busy writing away and just enjoying lots of different um, lots of different true crime content. Actually, a question for you, and maybe one for you out there to listen to. And I wasn't going to ask you this question. It just, it just popped into my head. I was reading a lot recently on people complaining online. Not about us, luckily, but complaining that... A lot of true crime podcasts only ever focus on male perpetrators and female victims. Now, Not true. Yeah, no. I, I was thinking. I, I've never actively noticed that, but maybe it's just me being blind to the fact. Do you think that's true?
1: I, I would actually say that at least my last three scripts have been about female perpetrators.
0: Yeah, I thought so. I just thought because. So
1: people... I'm. I'm definitely bringing the diversity to picture the theme.
0: Yeah, it's an odd one. Because I thought that at first, I thought, I don't ever recall that. People just. Obviously, different podcasts have different styles and they have different ways of telling their content, but usually it's all different, isn't it? It's, it's what makes good content, not I'm only going to yeah. pick female victims. Yeah, I thought
1: That's so. exactly what I was just about to say. Like, it is never for me based on. Ooh, um right I did a man last time so I'm gonna do a woman or um, I've I've looked at a couple of cases involving children so I'm definitely gonna do adults like I am more drawn to cases um, that are either uh, suggested which I'm like oh good shout let's have a look into that and I learned something or cases that I've seen covered loads on um, other like outlets like Netflix documentaries or, or, you know, sky documentaries that I want to add, like, um, I guess an extra layer to, so I, yeah, and I would rather write something that I'm attracted to writing rather than just ticking a box and kind of doing it because, you know, I need to be looking at different types of, of victims or perpetrators all the time, if that makes sense.
0: That makes perfect sense. But so, yeah,
1: interesting point.
0: It? So, let's get started then. I think they've yeah. heard us waffle on too much already, haven't they? If it's safe for you all to do so, I'd like you to relax, close your eyes, and picture the scene. Today we're going to be going back less than a year to December 17th, 2021. And I'd like to take us to Wales, and in particular to Pembroke. Now, Pembroke is a town in Pembrokeshire, in Wales... Sorry. Shut up again. Is that funny? Does that no. sound odd?
1: No. it's fine. No way.
0: Oh, just sorry.
1: Pembroke is a town in Pembrokeshire. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. No, carry on, please. Uh, and hello to our listeners from Pembrokeshire.
0: I'm good. Should I cut that? Should I just carry on? or cut that out. I'm sorry again. Is it my? I'm going to cut
1: out. Is that
0: okay? okay? No, yes. in fact, no, I will I'll cut the bit out, asking if I'm going to cut it out. So, um, and Pembrokeshire is in Wales, which can be dated back to at least 1168, though it's likely to be older. It's a small town with a population of under 10,000, and it's known for its historic buildings. One of them being its castle where Henry VII was born back in 1457. So enough of the history lesson, back to 2021 now, and it's the early hours of the morning I'd like us to focus on. With it being the middle of the night in winter, it wasn't warm, but it was constant. The temperature staying dry, but cold at around eight degrees Celsius mark, which is around 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Now at the best of times, teenagers and people who are young and some older people as well, need no excuse to go out and enjoy themselves. And so they should, but with Christmas so near, It gave so many more that opportunity, or excuse, whichever way you look at it, to let the proverbial hair down and have some fun. Lily Sullivan was no different. She was an 18-year-old local to the area and was full of life. She was loved by her family and friends and was one of those people that when you say you didn't have a bad bone in their body, you actually meant it. She was described as beautiful, forgiving and kind. Who was both trustworthy and a dependable friend now she loved to doodle and she was a talented artist As a student at a local college she did what most people her age did she was learning to drive she loved clothes and makeup and music
1: i feel like it's not going to be a happy ending
0: unfortunately not now she had recently only just started going out with her friends frequently to pubs and bars, all of which is really normal and expected from people her age. Mm. Her mum actually mentioned that she'd had some trauma in her past, detail that wasn't gone into what it actually was, but she said things had just started turning normal for her, hence the more frequent time spent with friends going out drinking in bars and pubs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we can you know, all, like look back on our teenage years and think let has been like whether it's like major trauma or small trauma of being a teenager um that would keep us from going out and enjoying ourselves. But nice that she kinda of got over that. Um but yeah, yeah, like I say, I'm feeling like it's not all positive. There's gonna be a big but coming.
0: There is a big I coming. I don't think is a surprise to you or anyone else. With the night of the 16th and the early hours of the 17th being dry, it probably helped the decision of people who wanted to go out, including Lily. So Lily and her friends would end up in a local nightclub called Out. It's well known, actually, by its previous name, Paddles. So she had a good time that evening. And at some point, she met a Lewis Haynes, and she became friendly with him. As you do when you're in a club. So before she had gone out, she actually agreed with her mum that her mum would pick her up at 2am so she could take her home. So sometimes it's easy to gloss over little details like this, Rachel, but I don't think we should really because by doing this, I think it actually speaks volumes about the character of both Lily and her mum because Mm -hmm. because it, it shows that they had a loving relationship, that it was built on trust both ways, and it also shows that they considered each other and both of these things only ever happen if good love exists between people.
1: Um I'm not gonna lie to you as well. Sometimes if my mum is out at the bingo and I need a lift home, I'm gonna call her. Even at the grand old age of thirty six.
0: Then why not? But anyway,
1: Lily, yeah, you're absolutely right. Lily obviously um, you know, wasn't worried at as most teenagers would be about being seen with their mum as well at the end of a night, right? They'd want to make their own way home for independent, but for independence reasons but yeah no that's really really quaint charming
0: shortly before 2am at around one 50ish cctv showed lily leaving the nightclub and a different cctv camera shows her mum waiting for her in the mm-hmm. nearby green garage so that she can take her home
1: oh my god she's so close to her
0: yeah the same cctv that showed lily lily leaving the club showed a couple of minutes later lewis haynes leaving the nightclub Alone. Oh, God. So quickly, they both started talking. And we don't know what they were talking about because there was no sound on the CCTV. But different cameras showed them talking to each other and walking to an alleyway, which is near a local pond called Mill Pond. Now, the CCTV, it shows them going into the alley. And I'm going to pop the CCTV up, actually, on our social media pages. Mm -hmm. But just to clarify, so we don't want to confuse anyone, they went into the alleyway at around one fifty-seven. But the first camera actually says 151 because its time was a little off. But we know it was 157 because of the other mm-hmm. two cameras and it actually links up. You can see the continuous walk of them both.
1: And it's not unusual for CCTV cameras to be slightly out of time, is it?
0: There. Yeah. It confused me when I first saw them, so I thought I'd better put that out there. Yeah. But what we do know is that while they were outside of the nightclub before they started mm. walking. A friend of Lily's shouted at Lewis, asking him what he was doing because he had a girlfriend and they also told him that Lily was only 18 years old.
1: Oh, God. Do we know how old Lewis is, Sorry,
0: We do, did I? forgot to put that in there, didn't I? Um, yeah, we do. Say something smart and witty while I'm looking.
1: Only because I think in this day DNA it, it, it is quite um different culture, isn't it, for, like, um, gaps in age. Um, it's not as acceptable, is it?
0: No, it's not. No. I, yeah. Sorry, I um I forgot to put that in. She he was thirty one years old.
1: Right. So now, for context, I understand why somebody's screaming at him, saying she's only eighteen, because that is quite an age difference. And to be fair, as well, you know, for his own protection, he should be warned because she may not be yet eighteen. You know, there's a lot yes. of um men and women that go out. To nightclubs that are underage and that are telling lies and get themselves in situations and the the people that end up being punished are, are the people that weren't aware of their age and um you know wouldn't have pursued um you know the the person had they've known their real age so oh yeah no but that's a bit a bit scary that age gap there
0: so so, what we know is he definitely knew her age because she, yeah. the friend shouted it, and Lily also found out at that point that he had a girlfriend Gosh. Uh, because obviously a friend shouted it as well. And let's t- let's
1: let's just establish she's three minutes away from getting picked up by her mum, like yes. as well. Like you know, yes. what what I guess she's kind of thinking this kind of engagement, whatever it is, with him will be over in minutes.
0: Well, maybe yeah. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. So I'll, I'll carry on and I'll let you see what you think in a few moments. All of this we know is a fact because we had the CCTV which shows it. So before I fill in the details with what we suspect happened, I'm going to jump forward slightly, Rachel, and present more of what we know for sure. Because it's better to have all the facts and then it helps to fill the details in. So absolutely. after waiting for Lily to appear for a lift and texting her and calling her, They actually, Lily and her mum that is, spoke at 2.47am. What? So, so with Lily's mum, Anna, asking where she was.
1: What a good mum as well, just like fully, you know, staying parked in the car, thinking, she's going to turn up, I'll just keep on trying her.
0: Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it's easy to lose track of time a little bit, especially when you're a little bit drunk, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, I've been there, done that. So that's what I mean. Like, you know, some mums might be kind of at the car, storming around the nightclub. Have you seen my daughter? But she seems like Anna. Seems like she's Carmen collectors. You know, just patiently waiting.
0: Yeah. So what we know is two forty-seven because this is when Lily actually picked up, and Lily said to her, "I'm I'm nearly there," but then her phone cut off. Over the next seventy minutes or so, her mom. Seventeen. 7 0. Yeah, so her mum tried to call her about 30 times. Oh my god. With no luck while she waited and then looked for her. Then she went looking for her up to about 4 am. So moving back slightly.
1: Can I just say yeah. that must have been one of the scariest, like, two hours of her life?
0: Definitely. Thinking,
1: like, so close to where my daughter is, but. God
0: knows what's happened. Definitely. So like I said, I want to do all the facts first. Just to move back slightly, because I want to go through all all the facts first. At 3.08am, CCTV in the town caught Lewis running across a bridge near Pembroke Castle, alone.
1: At at
0: 3.08? Yeah, 3.08. So this was uh, 247 her mum spoke to her. Mm -hmm. And so this is, what, 21 minutes, if my maths is correct, afterwards. And it showed him running across a bridge, alone. Now, at 3.10am... Two minutes later, the CTTV that showed Anna, her mom, waiting in the car at Green Garage for her, it actually showed Lewis walking past and their eyes meeting briefly as he looked around and him walking off with his hands on his head. Oh,
1: wow. So she met him. Well, she saw him.
0: Yeah, their eyes locked.
1: Completely unbeknown to her, he would have been the last person to see her daughter.
0: Potentially, yes. So just before 4 a.m., Lewis got home, he returned home and he immediately woke his partner up, or actually I don't know if she was awake or not, but he told his partner, Maisie John, who whom he lived with, along with her daughter, that he'd strangled someone and wow. that, and that person was in Mill Pond. He then phoned his mum up and this is what he said to her. I've strangled someone. They are in Mill Pond. So he then went on to keep apologising to his mum, saying that he was sorry. Now, as soon as his mum told her husband, his stepdad, the stepdad phoned the police up straight away.
1: Absolutely, as you would.
0: And this was at 4.12am. So the police went to the scene straight away and they found a body of Lily face down in the pond. Despite the efforts of the emergency services to resuscitate her, she was pronounced dead at 6.02am. She was was dead when they found her, but officially pronounced dead at 6.02am. So Lily was a person that they found in a pond and she had been strangled to death that is not in doubt so now the time between one fifty seven and 308 which is an hour and 11 minutes that time only two people know exactly what happened completely mm-hmm. and that's lewis and lily so we know as we just listened and found out that she spoke to her at 2 a.m mm-hmm. so we know that she was alive then she had to be because she spoke to her. And she wasn't felt... She must have not felt like she was in danger then, or at least... No. Because she... not it, yeah. yeah. So that leaves a window of 21 minutes from her speaking to her mum to CCTV showing Louis running over the bridge alone at 3.08am. So because Lily is not here to tell her side of the story, I can't share that because we don't know what she experienced and she felt. But I will share what Louis said happened... But I also want to share the conclusion where the judge came to. Because mm. I, be, I believe anyway, in my own opinion, but I want you all to decide for yourselves that the judge's account is closer to what happened than Lewis's. Mm. But let's, let's see what you think, Rachel. So firstly, Lewis did admit to killing Lily. But his defence was that it was manslaughter, not murder. And Lewis said that they were kissing and getting close in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. It, Before, Lily confronted him about having a girlfriend, and he said that she then demanded money from him. Wow. Saying to him that unless he gave her money, she would tell his girlfriend that he raped her.
1: So his solution to that was to kill her?
0: Yes, well, he said then that what happened straight after that, he grabbed her by the neck, he punched her in the face, and then he pushed her. And they were near the pond now By this, at this point. And he said that she fell into the water. And that he jumped into the water to try and save her. To pull her out, but he couldn't. So he panicked and left her. And the rest of the story, he said, is what you could see in the camera. Him running away over the bridge. And that's why he had his hands on his head and why he confessed when he got home.
1: I'm confused if he wanted to help her so much. And... Clearly, going home to admit to both his girlfriend and his mum there must have been something in him telling him, like, you know, not to lie and to be honest about what's happened. Why on earth he ran instead of screaming for help?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it depends what his mind was at that moment, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So before we get on to the judge's conclusion as to what happened, let's just look at a few more facts. Where Lily was found, she was found topless with her coat and a cream top that she had on that evening nearby. It had been t- determined that she died from strangulation. No other method. So her phone was found in the alleyway along with her tobacco team. That both of them went into the alleyway. So a phone and a, a tobacco team was in the alleyway. And mm-hmm. CCTV would actually show... Every time her mum tries to phone her, very grainy CCTV would show that phone lighting up. No as phones light up when someone calls. And it was on the floor. So after 2.47, she must have been in the alleyway at 2.47 because she spoke to her mum on the phone. Mm. And the the phone was found in the alleyway. So her phone never left the alleyway. And I think it's safe to deduce from the fact that she told her mum... Well, I think anyway, tell me if I'm wrong, Rachel, that she was almost with her. It showed that she intended to go to her mum, not towards the pond with Lewis or anything else. Because if she would have either said something else to her mum, or she wouldn't have answered at all oh, if she intended to go to the pond and go further away and, and do whatever.
1: Yeah, like, to me, there's a, there are a couple of things, and I'd absolutely say, yes, that is one of them she's gone further away from her mum, when in fact, you know, she's saying, I'm, I'm not far away, I'll be right with you. But I will caveat that with, I'm sure we've all been late for a dinner date, or, you know, a, a school pickup, or something like that. And we've said, "Oh, I'm only a couple of minutes away, knowing full well, we are a good 20 minutes away. And by the time we get there, we will blame the traffic or bumping into somebody you know we we have been at times probably all guilty of saying yeah i'm just around the corner mum don't worry i will be there so there's potential that yes you may well potential that bond
0: but, but let's remember though rachel that her phone and a tobacco tin were found in the alleyway
1: oh so, yes yeah, sorry good so point
0: to, so to me that makes me feel like there was a struggle and she was forcibly taken towards Dragged. the pond yeah yeah, yeah no good check
1: um I think I think that despite the fact that um yeah there's still 50 minutes unaccounted for between her entering the alleyway and her taking that call off her mum so for me what's gone on there like have they just been talking and like openly like chatting about like oh you know you look nice tonight and all that kind of like flirty kind of discussion that has taken a turn for a worse or has he been saying to her, Come on, come on? And she's been going, No, no, I need to go home and he's been pursuing her and then he's let her go. She's taken a call from her mum and then he's kind of turned on her, taken the phone off of her, obviously, and um and then kind of seen red. If you like, um, oh. it's interesting that that 50 minutes for me hasn't really been accounted
0: for. I, what I think may have happened is you know, there may have been like a she may have intended it to go so far, you know, it may have gone in the alleyway. To me, it sounds like maybe like a kiss and a cuddle, but she only wanted it to go a certain amount of yeah. way. And then yeah. when she said no,
1: yeah,
0: he's yeah. His, his pride or whatever got hurt and he saw red and he, he didn't like the fact that she was saying no to him, and that's when. Something bad may have happened. Um, I, I think that he probably, personally, I think he probably killed her in the alleyway, way, mm-hmm. which is why her phone and uh, like the things that she was probably holding, because, you know, I used to smoke. I don't know if you did, Rachel. But when when you're about to do something, you know, especially if you're a little bit drunk, you have a cigarette. So she may have decided that part has ended, and she's just making herself, because it's a tobacco team, so it's rolling yeah. tobacco. She was making yeah. herself a cigarette to go to her mum, so yeah. he he may have or got it at least out of a bag, and he saw red, and that's why the, the phone and the tobacco team was on the floor, because So that that could have been it. Uh, you who knows? Um, Isn't
1: it crazy how most humans will obviously have their pride damaged, right? But they'll just go on to you know suck it up. He could have gone home to his girlfriend. He could have snuggled up with her for the rest of the night. And, yeah, she might have said, oh, I'll find you and I'll tell your girlfriend. But he could have just apologised profusely, put it down to, you know, having too many drinks and kind of gotten over that. But, no, he went somewhere that not a lot of people go. That is, you know, I'm going to silence you and make sure that you never tell anybody. And, you know, in doing so, ruin the rest of my life as well.
0: Yeah, or alternatively... Maybe she said no at some point. She was planning to go, and he wouldn't take no for an answer. And um, at some point, that's when it escalated, and she was maybe struggling, and who knows, but I think she definitely died in that way, due to the fact that her possessions were on the floor. And mm-hmm. he probably dragged her to the the pond. Uh, nasty, I'm, I'm nasty person. But what do you think out there let us know on the social media but lewis was found guilty of murder not manslaughter uh, and the, with the defense requesting that he serve a minimum of 15 years in prison at the this is at the uh, sentencing hearing and the prosecution requesting 30 years in the hearing to determine the sentence the prosecution argued that because lily was found topless he showed that the crime was sexually motivated, mm-hmm. unlike, unlike what Lewis had said what happened. Because if he said that he got angry, he grabbed her by the, the neck, he punched her and she fell in the pond, if that would happen, she would have still had a top on. And if that would have happened, she wouldn't have been strangled.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is what really annoys me about people that tell lies in the court. Like... You know not stupid there were there were circumstances in which like there's evidence that means like you know you can be proven wrong and what on earth the um defense attorney did to allow him to lie on the stand and say well, what he said
0: this is beyond me i've probably been a little bit misleading here he he wanted to do manslaughter. He wasn't actually found guilty of murder because he actually pled guilty. Because a week before... Sorry, that was... Uh, I'll leave that in. That was my dog deciding that it's time to wake up and go downstairs.
1: Don't apologise. I have a kid in the next room, like, trying to run away about losing a cardigan at school. So, now I'm with you on the distractions. And I'm sorry if anyone can hear it.
0: So, yeah, the evidence was quite clearly against him. Mm -hmm. So a week before the trial, Lewis changed his plea because he was pleading guilty to manslaughter and he he changed it guilty to murder a week before the trial. So there was actually no trial because he pled guilty to murder, but that was a week before and simply because it was obvious that the evidence was against him.
1: Yeah and absolutely just I don't think you've been misleading there I think I'm just more getting wound up with what I've seen and heard in other cases and just tarring this case with the same brush that you know the 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 person thinks that they can get away with lying in court and it'll never be the case because it's evidence Um, but yeah no that makes that makes sense he's changed his play and I'm sure the family were very grateful for not being you know taken through a court um, hearing with, uh, you know, people potentially ripping apart Lily um, in terms of her character and her intent that night, you know, and God, um, he definitely made her out to be um, not very nice by, you know, what he said about the, um, about the manslaughter comments, oh, she threatened me, so I was trying to silence her, like... Yeah,
0: but he still still stuck to that defence as it wasn't sexually motivated, but the the judge... Agreed with the prosecution. Good. He said that he thought it was a sexually motivated crime. And, but, so this was in during a sentencing hearing, but he was, the judge said he was obliged to give two reductions to the 30-year sentence that the prosecution was suggesting. One was because he pled guilty. You get an, in the UK, you get an automatic reduction of the sentence for pleading guilty and not going to trial and secondly the judge said because there was no uh, evidence of premeditation that happened on the spur of the moment uh, that there was a second reduction in in the um, sentence for that so he was sentenced to serve a minimum of 23 years in prison and this was in august of this year
1: because he pled guilty for murder will he have to accept you know in some cases um, you'll never be eligible for parole if you don't accept responsibility. Will he ever have to accept that it was a sexually motivated crime? No. Or because he's pled guilty, he's accepted responsibility but can still claim his story?
0: Yeah, he has to accept that he killed her, which he did okay. with the guilty
1: plea.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so no, he doesn't have to accept what that it was sexually motivated. Mm-hmm. So when the judge was summarising before giving the 23 years, he ex- he explained what he believed happened. He actually did start with saying that no one would exactly know what happened in the alleyway because Lewis refused to tell anyone. So he was quite scathing about him in this. He said he believed Lily had told him that she would complain about what he had done. So he strangled her to shut her up. And actually, a chunk of her hair was found in a zip of her bag. Ah. So that shows that there must have been a struggle as well. The judge later went on to dismiss Lewis's claim that he jumped into the water to try and save her and, and says Lily must have been terrified. And Lewis's only concern was obvious that it was his own self-preservation, that the yeah. following story was that he went home and that was just made up because he'd thought about it on the way home. And the judge implied, he didn't actually say it outright, but he implied that that's probably why he told his wife and his mum to, shan- to back up the story, that it was an accident, that it was a, like a heat-of-the-moment thing.
1: Good shout because I think that's actually like something he has had the time to concoct that to get his head straight and to, um, you know, what did you say there was an hour and 40 well, or 50 minutes and well, accounted
0: for from him crossing the bridge? There was it was like 3 08 a.m. and he got home just before four, so and he walked oh, home, right, so, okay. so he had a 52 minute walk home to okay. to think.
1: And it's really it crazy what goes through somebody's head when he's been thinking, oh. I definitely won't be punished that badly if I tell her, if I tell them that, you know, it wasn't intentional. Like you've killed somebody. There's a long punishment, a long time in jail awaiting you.
0: Yes, but let's think about this. It's we saw he could have got thirty years for murder. Yeah. He could have got indefinite. For manslaughter you can get single digit numbers.
1: Yeah, definitely. And he's it's,
0: it's thirty one, he could have been thinking I could be out by the time I'm forty. I wonder
1: whether they ever Checked his phone records, see what he Googled. You know, like...
0: Yeah, maybe... You always
1: see people slipping up with, like, Googling, don't you?
0: They probably did, but because he pled guilty a week before the trial, none of that yeah. had to come into evidence, did it? Because no, they didn't need it. But you'd Isn't imagine what would have done.
1: This is why I love True Crime Podcast, though, because they unlock, like, other people's opinions on what victims and perpetrators are thinking... Before, during, and after crimes occurred, which is something that I find it lacking in conversation in our household. Um, so, at least when I hear people talking about it, and we talk about it and picture the scene, you know, it's kind of nice conversation and debate um, on not nice topics. I appreciate, yes. but uh, but yeah, okay, interesting. Thanks.
0: So, just before we wrap up, Lily's mom, after the sentencing, she gave a really heart wrenching statement. Uh, it's one that you could tell how broken she was and how much she loved Lily now I'm not going to read it verbatim it's quite long and I think that would detract a little bit but it is out there if you google but she, see, she's, I'm going to tell you just like the summary of it she said in a statement that she had suffered 14 miscarriages prior to giving birth to Lily and that, wow. she'd, and that she'd already given up on having children and then Lily came along and gave her purpose in life she went on to describe how Lily was. And I mentioned that at the beginning. That's why I got a description of her at the beginning. So I won't um I won't go back into that. But she went on to say that she now suffers from panic attacks. That she can't sleep and she can't let herself feel emotions or have anyone close to her. We have to remember this was two months ago that she said this in August. So it's it's still obviously very raw for her. She said that she doesn't understand why she's still here and Lily isn't. And she said that she she only exists now so that one day she can see Lily again and that her life will be on pause until that happens. She went on to describe how Lewis looked her in the eye as he walked past her in the car. And at that moment, he knew that she was waiting for Lily. And he also knew that he'd just killed her. And he said that she can't forgive him because he chose not to help her he chose not to go to the mum. if he was really obviously she didn't say this but if he was really that sorry why walk for 15 minutes why not go straight to the mum? um Mm. i I just want to read the last few paragraphs of the statement because i think it gives a perfect sense of what she is going through and it really touched a nerve with me so this is verbatim the awful way her life was taken. I feel absolutely broken. I wish I could go back in time and stop her going out. I wish I could protect her from the evil that she met that night. I will never understand why this happened, as it did not need to happen. The senseless actions of one person has caused unbearable pain. To have such disregard for someone's life is beyond beyond comprehension. Things will never be the same. The loss I feel cannot be described. I am existing. In a constant nightmare. My life is on pause until it is my time and we can be together again. So how I think I think that just touch that, that just that just touched a, a nerve in me and I think it's These it victim it statements
1: are the hardest part of these cases because you get an actual insight into I mean it's bad enough losing somebody, isn't it? But when there's a case and somebody goes to prison because of the loss, it's just awful, isn't
0: it? Yeah. It is awful, and I don't know if it's because it's so recent. Sometimes, like when we cover cases from the seventies or sixties or whatnot, it's a little bit detached because it's happened. Mm -hmm. But this is literally—I think it was like—I might have my date wrong. I think it was the twenty-first of August that he got convicted, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't that long ago.
1: No, and I also think as well, like you'll obviously put some pictures up on the socials, but the case itself, like he's still got an active Instagram profile and. There are still, you know, photos that you can see that were taken like this time last year. Um, That in its own right is difficult because now you can get to be so much closer to the victims, can't you? Empathise with them, look at their, you know, what what it was that they would be doing this time of year and, you know, find something that you share in common with them. We know so much more, don't we, with um, true crime in, in this day and
0: age exactly and even like on her Instagram profile she posts about Sir Everard and things like that so you know she was
1: oh god
0: it was it was just and I posted about being careful about having your drinks might and stuff like that and you just feel
1: I think you know what really stays with me that you said is that um she'd only just really started kind of going out and exploring that part of her life so you know still so young really and uh with her, with her life ahead of her, and so to be so cruelly taken away by some asshole that didn't get his own way, or that was, you know, too scared to be found out, is just just tragic.
0: Exactly, but before we go into what we thought about it, and just sum up, I really want to cele- cele- finish this off by celebrating, Lily, a little bit, because... Great. Let's forget about Lewis. Like that like you've mentioned, her Instagram page is open, and she can be found. And it really shows in a few pictures she has what type of person she is, and it shows the fun inter from the photos the fun interactions that she has with her friends. And even I say what's really sad is that the I think there's five photos posted from that actual night out that she put on just hours before her death. But it gives you a glimpse of what her her personality is like and how like like in the comments it's the interaction she had with her friends it's you can tell she's just like a a fun person and quite a nice person
1: yeah and i think sometimes like parents especially don't want the victims to be remembered by the you know awful way they were taken or by the person that took their life but actually by you know the 18 years or so leading up to that when they were Happy, good lucky, like bright, full of energy uh, individuals.
0: Exactly. So, I think we've probably said quite a lot on this, but this is quite a sad story, don't you think, Mage? One that was unnecessary. What if he'd have just stopped what his pride on might have been hurt at the very worst? His wife, or sorry, his girlfriend would have found out. And to be fair, he shouldn't have been doing it anyway. So, it's a risk that you take, but yeah, it's just unnecessary, I think, and quite sad
1: absolutely i mean really tragic story really you know so close to christmas as well just makes it you know add thoughts to the wound really but I'd thank be... you you um you know that's a really interesting case and you approached it sensitively so thanks for bringing that to us
0: and he'll be if he gets out at the minimum time which he probably will do because he's got 20 odd years to make sure he says the right things when it comes to the parole time he'll be 54 when he gets out um it just seems a bit too young to me
1: It does, especially because that girl doesn't get to see her 20s, 30s, you know, have kids, get married, fall in love, all that wonderful stuff.
0: Exactly. So for one last time, if it's safe for you to do so, I'd like all of you to relax, close your eyes and picture the scene. you spent your whole life looking after, caring and loving for your children. You finally see them maturing and blossoming, blossoming at the start of their adult life. You see what type of person are turning into, and it fills your heart with joy. What would it feel like to have all that hope and love just wrenched away from you? So thank you everyone. Um, I'm not going to try and crack a joke because I don't think it's suitable right now but thank you for listening. Uh, remember we've got the, the collab with the True Crime Enthusiast and Bob and Ali from Twisted Britain coming out this week and we've got the new patron coming out this week also
1: yeah it's hard to be excited about those things now we've just had that really sad episode but yes um once everyone's ready to definitely tune in for our next
0: episode okay thank you all goodbye
1: thanks all bye